0: Everybody said praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm not on. You can be seated. I'm not on this morning, so. Bless our hearts. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One four. One, two, three, four. Not on. Four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, here we go, amen, okay, that's good, isn't it, well, I thought vacation was usually July and August, but I think we had everybody take vacation, I think we need to pass a law, I'm not a legalist, but we need to pass a law, now I better not say that, but all of our musicians and everybody else went on vacation together, I guess that's all right. But uh, we thank for, for the ones that are here this morning and thankful that you be here this morning. Billy, and Judy, glad you drove up from the boot hill. Now, it, while uh, David back there prepares it, we're going to introduce a subject this morning. And if we can manage, uh, we're going to play about 10 or 15 minute film clip brother Branham in the prayer line now the reason why I want you to see this is according to our subject we're talking about a sign given to a wicked generation which according to prophecy that's us so what I've been trying to get across now for about 20 something years is basically to be a believer and have the Holy Ghost you can recognize Scriptures fulfilled in flesh when it's presented to you. Recognizing your day and its message, which we call the evidence of the Holy Ghost, is simply seeing God do something in the flesh. And basically you understand then what Scriptures you're seeing manifested before you making God the Word revealed to you. Everybody wants to see God. There's not anybody that doesn't desire to see God. The only way you'll ever see God is see the Spirit of God in works fulfilling Scripture for that day. You seeing it, believing it, and confessing it makes that sign real to you. We are promised a sign. We're thankful for everybody to come this morning, but if you'll get that ready, David, we'll just introduce it, and then I want you to see, because what you're seeing, if we can see it and understand it, I want you to kind of examine it to see how many scriptures you see be fulfilled right before your eyes. Just a little hint, you will see Hebrews 4.12, if you don't know what that is, that's just a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart which only God can do that You'll see Hebrews 13 8 which is basically Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forever and that is not Jesus the man That is Jesus the anointing Jesus the Logos Jesus the Holy Spirit Son of God that preexistent one that led the children of Israel appear to Moses and all the prophets until it become flesh in the body of Jesus Jesus is a created man in whom Jesus Christ, the anointing, dwelt in and revealed Himself through. So when the Bible said Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, you'll only see that sign fulfilled three times. Once to the Jew, once to the Samaritan, the woman at the well, and once at the end time to the Gentiles. That last sign of the Gentiles, basically, and we've been in uh, Matthew 12:43 when they wanted to see a sign. Basically, they wanted to see the sign that was presented to you and I at this end time. Because they misunderstood the two appearings of the Logos in the form that he was to come in. They wanted the Logos coming in the form that he come to Moses as a pillar of fire and a cloud. That's the sign they wanted to see from heaven. Jesus told them that he was that one now veiled in their midst in a human body. So that one, that spirit said, I'm here in this body and the works that I'm doing should reveal me to you. So, when he was asked, Who did you say that I am? Notice Peter, he identified, Thou art the Christ. Now, you can take that two ways. You are the anointed one, the Messiah, or you are the anointing, the Son of God, Christ, manifested in flesh. Have you understood what I said? You can take it two different ways you can say well you are the anointed one you are the messiah but basically he said my father showed it to you you are the christ in other words you are the anointing manifested through this man called the son of god both understanding would be correct but we're promised a sign to this generation and i want you to see that sign but i want you to understand That once you see this sign, you are now responsible for believing the gospel sign. That if you accept it, you will be saved. If you reject it, you will be condemned. Because the gospel of this hour that will produce March 16. Is a very presentation and gospel that God himself is here among his church. He is here with us. He is the one that's leading, He's the one that's teaching, He's the one that's guiding you, He's the one that's preaching to you, feeding you, and teaching you. It is not a man, it is God Himself. That faith, called perfect faith, must be confessed out of our mouth. And just like Abraham and Sarah, once we confess He is here, then the benefits of God being here will be manifested in our lives which will be a resurrection of the sleeping body and a change of our body to take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And we'll get to that because God spoke to Abraham Then we find that Abraham quoted God until the body changed. You're fixing to see the last sign given to this generation before the resurrection. Matter of fact, it is the sign of resurrection that Jesus did raise from the dead and that He is here doing the same works, the same presence, the same purpose that He always was and that is to produce a group of people, a glorified kingdom family that Jesus Christ His Son will rule over for 1,000 years. Our faith should be that God Himself is here. We say amen to it and we mentally ascend to it because you've heard it taught for thirty something years, which is called a passive faith. It is like a doctrine or a teaching. You've heard it said over and over and over until mentally we have accepted it and we agree with it, but the reality And the faith that God's very presence is here now is unaware to our five senses. No one absolutely believes that God is here in the same form that He was here in the prayer line when Brother Branham was here alive. The preachers say they believe it, but they won't preach it. And the reason why is, They don't think that they can prove it. So if I stand here and preach to you that Jesus Christ is here, that He's the same yesterday and forever, and teach you the scope that He is here, and then can't prove it to you, then you say, well, that's only Brother Gregor's opinion. Once God reveals to you that He is here, and He becomes a faith to you by confession, then the living reality of the presence of God will be manifested in our lives, and you will see Mark 16 follow the confession that God is here. And He's here to change our bodies. Amen. So that's what we're looking at. I titled it Wicked Generation. You can spend all of our time explaining what it is, but you come down to the end time, where there's only two races of people. Go back to the Garden of Eden. You start out with Cain and Abel, the serpent in the garden. The serpent was an upright creature. At that time, he could talk. He was the closest thing to man, and he could reproduce himself through the instrumentality of Eve, which he did. And Eve became the mother of all living. Adam was not the father of all living. 6,000 years, these two races, these two seeds have come and populated the earth. One seed, which is the wicked one, which is always very religious. They are religion to the core. Every religion, Muslim, whatever religion it is, Buddhism, Christianity, Catholicism, every religion on the face of the earth is controlled by one kingdom and one spirit, and that is the devil. Amen. Satan wants a group of sons, vicariously brought through the church, to look at him and worship him through the church. Amen. That's the reason he come to Jesus. He wanted Jesus to be the mediator between him and the people. And Jesus refused that and become the mediator between God and man and that is the man, Christ Jesus. Satan will accomplish his purpose, and that is to rule the world and be worshipped for a short period of time because he will deceive every person on earth except a small group of people whose names were found written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. Therefore you must understand that you do not become a son or daughter of God By hearing the word, you are a son and daughter of God and you respond to the word because you already are a seed of God. If you are not a seed of God, you cannot respond to the gospel because it is a wrong message, a wrong spirit, a wrong seed and there's no ground here to receive it. You say, well, that's not my fault. It is election and predestination. But we also understand that we have a promise that whosoever will that will come to Christ and obey and follow as simply as they know how, that God will open a way according to salvation and works and good deeds to allow them to enter in at the judgment. But now we're in the group of time where God must fulfill His Word, and that is manifest Himself in a body of believers called the Bride of Jesus Christ. We will become the last sign Per se because the resurrection and the change of our bodies is the last sign that God will give to the earth outside of two prophets to 144,000 Jews. We are there. Politics, economy, inflation's is coming, your economy is shot, we're in debt, we'll never get out of it, they'll keep printing money, Like the prophet said, instead of changing the currency, getting rid of all the counterfeits and the drug lords and the cartels and all that, they'll just keep printing more money and more money until you take a wheelbarrow to the grocery store to buy a loaf of bread. It is on its way. It's happening in front of us every day. The signs of the time is here. But we should be a group of people that have received the sign. We are promised a sign. And that sign had a message to tell me who I was, what he was here for, and my outcome of believing it. Are you following me? So in Matthew twelve, forty-three to forty-five, we look at the text, and it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Now, we've always understood, and you'll hear this preached. That when an individual has a spirit and is cast out by the hearing of the word of of the gospel. In other words, what it's saying is you can be justified without being sanctified. You can be sanctified without receiving the Holy Ghost. Most people today living a good sanctified life by faith in the blood. Believe by their clean living, which we call conduct. All the things we quit doing. We believe by clean living that we received the Holy Ghost. You were only sanctified by faith in the blood. So most people, especially in the message of this hour, still under legalism, still under Arminianism, failing to recognize the sign that would set them free from religion, they still think that they're born again. And according to a prophet, they do not have the revelation of the rapture, which is perfect faith. They still are just sanctified, but they have never received the Holy Ghost. How did they most receive the Holy Ghost? By the sign given to them understood. If I, if this Bible tells you that one day God would come down, He would have a blue tie on, a blue shirt, He would be so tall, and basically He would take a Bible, hold it up, and a rabbit hopped out of it. If that Bible told you that, and all of a sudden I stand here, exactly, and a rabbit hops out, you say, well, that's, Mark 16, or that's that scripture, fulfill. I absolutely saw God, the Word, made alive in front of me. Because you'll only see the invisible God by the Word. And that Word being active or manifested through individuals. Basically today, the only way people will ever see God is seeing Him in His people, fulfilling March 16, because they preach the good news that God is here, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Most people do not understand what that is. And we've preached for 30 years. I got a quote in your lesson. Brother Bram said, I preached 500 sermons so far, trying to get the people to see That I'm telling them that God Himself is here, and I haven't been able to get it across yet. Now, he could say, well, if Jesus was so-and-so, He would do so-and-so, and and turn around and do it. And if that doesn't convince the people, what am I supposed to do to convince you? Are you following? I can't prove it. I can only point to you what has already been done. That's like the gospel of salvation. Jesus can't save you this morning because He's already done it. He can't die on Calvary again for you because He's already done it. God has already raised Him from the tomb. That's all past tense. That's all been history. It's been preached for 2,000 years, and people generally believe it. But what if the Bible said at the end time, I'm going to come down again and I'm going to present myself to a Gentile people, and it's going to be Jesus Christ, exactly the same ministry again in a different form, to challenge you in the Omega ministry? to accept me, that I can finish up and bring the resurrection and the rapture. Because a resurrection will not take place until a group of people like Abraham and Sarah, that saw the sign of discernment, confess their name change, I am Abraham, I am Abraham, I am Abraham, I am Abraham, I'm the father of many nations, father of many nations, father of many nations, until his body was changed and he became the father of many nations. So we have got to move from the passive faith of only hearing what Brother Branham done and what the Bible teaches. It's all history. We can stand here for all day and all week showing you what God has done through the last 50 years. It's all history. What good is that doing me today? That's only passive faith showing me what God done 50 years ago. What happened to him? Where did God go? Did God's program stop? You mean Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and forever, is not the same yesterday and forever? Where did this Bible, or where did the prophet tell you that the one that he was trying to get you to see that is here, where did he tell you that he would ever leave until he takes you and I with him? And we are to have a revelation and a faith as long as I'm here, the rapture has not taken place. Because I know that I know that He is here. I am a son and daughter of God. I will go in the rapture. He will change my body. That's my confession. That's my gospel. And Mark 16 is promised to follow. That's what I'm trying to get across in a nutshell. Here we're talking about a a spirit leaving a body, sanctified, which is basically a type of the Pentecostal age. And he said, he goeth and walketh around in in dry places or whatever more. He comes back to his house. Now, we always look at this as an individual, but it's not just an individual. This is a prophecy, according to the prophet, speaking about the end time race of people that he was talking to multiplied and multiplied, at the end time, this same Jesus, the same Spirit that was talking to them, comes down and through another person, another man, talks to you and I face to face. You may not realize it, but we have the means to see Almighty God had His picture taken. We, by film even 50 years later, can see the sign to this generation. And that sign received will save us. That sign rejected will condemn us and put us in the process for the rapture. You say, I don't believe that. Then the sign is not for you. You're a part of a wicked, adulterous generation that's looking for something and miss what you claim that you're looking for. The followers of this end time message, and I will put it this way to a question: I got in your notes. Tell me, in ten words or less, what is the message? Most of you heard all your life the message. The message. The me- where's the message? The message. That brother. The message. The message, what is the message? I've asked preachers at ministers' meeting, conferences, and everything else. I said, everyone is saying the message, message, message. What is the message? Well, you don't understand. Here's serpent seed, water baptism. Here's God. Oh, I said, that's doctrines pertaining to the Scripture. What is the message today? He is here. Now, you've got to figure out who the he is. And since there's only one good he that I like to talk about, and that's God Himself. And uh, David, if you will show the picture up there of the pillar fire, maybe we can uh, maybe we can pick it up. That's the he. That light is the one that's going to take you out of here. It's a flying saucer, unidentified object. It's supernatural. It travels like a thought. It knows your past. It knows your future. It knows your present tense. It has the power to speak and bring the dead alive, create a squirrel, call you back from the grave, read your name on the book, tell you who you are, where you was born, where you're going to end up. And with it final, thus saith the Lord. I believe and confess, that light is the angel of the covenant, no more than the Logos, very God in the beginning, God. Amen. And out of that eternal spirit come this little light right there, Call the Son of God that we call the Logos, or God Himself. Amen. That life on display is eternal life. Yes. Receiving light, which is the gospel, is receiving life. To reject life is to forfeit life. Let me can understand that now. You say, it can't be that simple. This whole Bible is a repeat over and over and over of one thing. If the light comes to a man. The man tells you the message of the light. Some people accept it. Some people reject it. Those that reject it are restored, destroyed. And those that accept it goes on further with God. We have now reached the end. What I'm trying to tell you is this. That light by our confession will become as real as you see me standing here before you. That light to a prophet through a sixth sense, a gift, could stand there invisible to you. And he could stand there and say, that one is standing two feet from me now. Why? He was born in a way that he could see in another dimension that you and I could not see we call that a prophet we call that a seer because he's seeing in a dimension that you cannot see in his ministry is trying to, is to try to convince you that that one he's talking about that one that's doing the works that's healing the people is that one that's here Is none other than God himself here revealing himself. The man is only a channel. Without the man, there's no channel. Why? God set it up that way. Children of Israel said, don't talk to us under the light anymore. Don't be a pillar of fire on the mountain. That's too too scary. Talk to a prophet. Whatever he says, we'll hear that prophet. Let him go talk to you, and you talk to him, and let him come to us. God said, that's a good idea. I like that. So thus far, I won't talk to you anymore unless I have a prophet. I'll call him aside and talk to him, and I'll send you to the, him to the people. And if you accept him, you receive me. If you reject him, you reject me. So that puts it awful simple. It puts it awful simple if you can recognize the one that God has sent. Because remember, Matthew twenty four twenty four in this age, There's ten million of them that's falsely anointed sent that will copy this end time ministry. Because you got twins that we're looking at. This spirit here, he goes, and what he does, he brings seven in others. So that makes eight. You could preach a sermon about the eight day future home, all that, but now he's eight times or seven times worse off in this generation. He's talking about the church. Talking about the church ages. The last state is worse than the Ephesian church was. The Ephesian church was swept clean. They had a revelation of Jesus Christ. They had a faith in who Jesus was. They understood that He was the Son of God. Now then the world does not know who Jesus is. He's the third person in the Godhead. He's, he's this, he's that, what or more. He's the prophet, he wasn't, he's a teacher, on and on and on. But they can't understand this ma- ministry of God manifest himself in the flesh as a man. So it says what? This last state will be worse. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. We've looked at the word wicked. Cain who was of that wicked one. It all goes back to John, and back to the Garden of Eden. You're talking about a race of people that's called Serpent Seed. If you go on the internet, you'll find out that anybody that says that is labeled crazy, stupid, false doctrine right out of the pits of hell. The devil does not like for anyone to know his deception, his lies, all the way from the beginning to the end satan is building his kingdom he wants you as a follower and the bible says that you will follow him everybody except this elected group that receives a sign and understands the sign stays with the sign confesses the sign until God changes their body amen praise be to God then when I say he is here once that confession is alive to you then God is here just as real as you are here I'm here or that pulpit's here or piano here whatever God is here and he can be touched with our faith but it doesn't require a passive faith just agreeing with what he done, but an active faith of confession and acting on your confession that God is here. That takes a boldness that very few are afraid to act on. All right? So we notice now, it says that this one here, Jesus called them a group of vipers. Now that's a pretty strong uh, statement there. And they wanted to see a sign. I'm taking too much, too much time already. But they wanted to see a sign to convince them. Now remember, Jesus multiplied the bread. He walked on water. He, he healed the blind. He done all kinds of miracles, signs, and wonders by the thousands. And here they are asking Him for a sign. What are they looking for? What is is these men wanting to do and see outside of everything that they saw done. Only God could do the things that this man done. Only God could do that. And they know that, except, well, some say, well, that's he does this by Beelzebub. Then what were they looking for? What would it take to prove to them that this man was the Son of God? I believe they was looking for the sign that's given to us today. They didn't see him coming as the Lamb. I said that before. They were looking at the scriptures of him coming as the king, the leader, the one that's going to set up his kingdom. They're looking for the third appearing of Hebrews 13 8. They seen it in the scriptures. But they were misplacing Hebrews 13, 8 for their day. Don't misplace Hebrews 13, 8. Don't do it. Understand that. To when I punch you at night time at 1 o'clock, you can jump up and tell me what Hebrews 13, 8 is. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever And that speaks of the three manifestations of the light that we showed, photographed over the prophet. And his ministry was to tell you that that light, that's the he, he is here. And he hasn't left. All right. Tell us plainly. John 10, what, 24, 30. Then came the Jews round about and said, Unto him, how long dost thou make us to doubt, that's a odd phrase, if thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. How much plainer could he tell them? I mean, how, how much plainer could he tell them? Then Jesus answered them, I told you. And you believe not. Well, then how did Jesus tell them? They're claiming that he didn't. What I want you to see is we are the omega of this very group. We're sitting in the same picture, the same cycle that this group set in. We have seen the sign. We have recognized our day. And we're still waiting on a sign. What are you looking for? What ministry are you looking for? You're not going to find it in any man's ministry. The fivefold ministry in this hour was to call to say exactly the same thing the prophet said on tape. Therefore, I am to tell you that God is here. That's the message. Now, I'm going to ask you, how many of these great men that you hear preach, listen to them for six months and see how many times they tell you that God is here? They don't do it. The only time they'll speak of the presence is, we don't believe that perusia junk. They don't even understand that the word perusia means literal presence with Now, David, if you can get the film ready, before I take up time, I can preach to you all day without showing you. What I want you to understand is this. You are seeing Hebrews 4.12, Luke 17.30, John 14.12, Revelation 10.1-7, Malachi 4.5-6, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. You're seeing those scriptures manifested in human flesh right before the church. I wonder if we can get a hold of it. I'll maybe turn out the light so we can see it a little better. If it's not too clear, and it's not too clear, the sound, I hope we get enough out of it.
1: Crash of some sort. It's yes. an accident. Yes. And you, yes. it was a car uh, wreck. Okay. And you were thrown in the air like that. Yes. And it's strange here, somewhere in your neck, is caused a, a cancer yes. coming to come into your neck. There. or and there's some sort of a teach in the scriptures, And you believe that jesus christ makes you well I do. father god in the name of our son jesus christ on the authority of god's word by a dying woman i ask this evil thing believers, satan we are exposed so come out of the woman for as the church of the living god Oh, for you, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Now, just for just a moment, just not to talk to you, for you know it's gone now. We'll say that. We we'll see how your throat says? It's all gone from her. The, the God that has left her throat is God bless you. Go on your road now. Be thankful. happy and rejoice. And mm-hmm. Of course, you're sick and you're suffering with uh, a condition, that's a, it's a dark spirit around it's death and it's in a form of cancer and the cancer is located on the breast and your finger examined by someone strong and it's a, you've got a, a ruptured condition and the rupture is in the bowel and you have a stomach trouble also a severe heart trouble, like Lord, you uh fainting. Uh, here a few days ago, you were sitting sideways on the side of a bed and nearly passed out looking towards your window. Are those things the That Yes. All true. All true. Whatever it was, it's gone from you. But what, what do you think that was that knows your life? Was it Jesus Christ who accepted to be there? Thank you. You're willing, you know that something supernatural is here.
0: And if you believe it to be the Lord Jesus,
1: as I have preached it out of the Word, and you believe it to be the Lord Jesus, I know there's a dark spirit still hanging at you yet. It's something very serious. Say, so I see you, your name is uh, Eva, and your right name is York and you live in this city Thank you. Thank you. and your house number is 613 street is yes. that right, right? you're going home to,
0: well, and to be well I know that sound is hard but you can pull that up and watch it maybe turn them back on the lights again turn the lights back on you can pull that up and watch it but what you saw there is the sign promised to this generation. There you saw a man, told her what her name was, where she lived, what was wrong with her. If you'll notice, he blinked. He said, now, whatever he told her. That was not William Branham telling him that. That was the one that he said was standing right there. That is Hebrews 13, 8. Do you believe this is the same Jesus Christ that walked the earth 2,000 years ago? She said, yes, then you're healed. If you can get the people to believe me, nothing will stand before your prayer, not even cancer. What happened before us in this generation? Why are we so blind in this hour? Is it because God's Word ordained for us to be blind, spoken that we'd be blind? Are we manifesting the condition of the Word of God? Are we blind and indifferent to the presence of God like the Bible said, the wicked generation will be. Are we a group of people who recognizes our day in this message and will bow our hearts in obedience to the presence of God, following with all of our heart, giving confession and worshiping Him in spirit and in truth? Amen. That's the group of people that He's looking for. Her. Jesus said, "I told you who I was, and you believe not." How did He tell? Them? He said, the works that I do in my Father's name, which His Father's name was Jesus, which that's what He was, Jesus the Christ. Every work He done manifested the Father's name because it was the Father in Him doing the work. They bear witness of me. There is no one sane that can watch the presentation of the minister this hour, and it duplicated itself Hundreds and thousands of times around the world. Seven times around the world. Thousands and thousands and thousands of discernment. Not one of them ever failed. Truckload after truckload of crutches. That's only pointing you to the results of the sign. But the results did not tell the people who was there doing it. only way you'll see the one there doing it is by a faith because faith is the subject of things hoped for but the evidence of things not seen you'll not see this pillar of fire but we've seen him vindicated himself here through a prophet therefore if i can simply believe that a man could not do that. It took God to do it. I don't make the man God. I put the man as obedient servant yielding his mind and body to the Holy Ghost with a ministry to allow me to see God that he's mindful of me. Because whatever that voice told you as a product of that sign is basically your life, your destination, Your confidence, your boldness, and your deliverance. That light said, there's no sin laid to your charge because the blood of my son atoned for every sin whose name's recorded in the Lamb's book of life. Every son should say, hallelujah, God is here, and I got confidence in the statement and the confession. All right. He goes on and said to my sheep, he just tells them, you can't hear my voice because you're not my sheep. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now that is not one like your finger. God the Father is not God the Son, and the Son is not the Father. You've got a unique revelation here of a oneness. So I believe they wanted to see the scriptures spoken to by their own race years ago, starting with Cain. They wanted to speak and see a sign from heaven that was given to the prophet Moses to fulfill Deuteronomy 18. And they said, we're not going to accept it until you give us a sign from heaven which would be basically the sign of discernment in this hour uh, that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So we look at that where he said a generation will rise up and we understand that. Now, what you see if you look at the film and you can watch it on your phone or iPad, we see Jesus said there's a generation of the men of Nineveh only saw a sign and they believed that sign. What did the men of Nineveh see? They seen a large fish come up on the bank which the large fish was their fish god. Men of Nineveh was idolaters they believed in the fish god. So if their god come upon the bank spit out of his mouth a prophet then this prophet would be the mouthpiece of their God. Come on. So if your God is a fish and your God spits out a man then you got a sign from God to listen to this man. <laughs> God, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Brother Brown said I took 17 years and I couldn't get across. I can't seem to get it across either. What is it going to take? For us to understand that the pillar of fire, the same Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, that same life is right here among us talking to us now through the Scripture, through human beings called a fivefold ministry, trying for once to find a group of people that will simply believe Him so He can finish His task here to take you where you want to go. can't do it God sent them a, a prophet they saw the sign and then they listened to the voice repent or perish that group of men listened to the message of the hour and repented The Queen of Sheba, It brings in another type, she traveled all the way across the country to see Solomon perform the sign of discernment that you just got through watching on a film that happened the third time in 6,000 years. Now, pretty soon you'll understand what the religious world cannot accept and cannot embrace and cannot conceive that this is the truth. It's labeled everything from occult to devil worship to everything else. And it was prophesied in this Bible that they would do that. They would scoff at where is the sign of his perusia. And now then, most of 90% of the Branhamites say, well, you say God is here, Where, where's the sign that he's here? Brother Branham said he was here, look what happened. We're in worse shape now than we was before the message even come. There's no power among us. Our women are basically going off into the world. Men are lazy, won't study the word of God. On and on we could go. We could bring so much condemnation that we'd be ashamed to even walk out of the building we see no supernatural among us, we got no evidence that we're true believers, then where is the product of God being here? That was just an old man that had a vision and he had a scheme and he worked it on the people they believed a lie, look at it now, look at the brand, look at his followers now, just a bunch of small groups that listen to tapes and all that stuff. What if it was true? Because I see the same story over and over and over for 6,000 years. Same thing over and over. Song of Solomon. He showed them the sign of discernment. Number one. The sign of discernment was manifested through Jesus Christ. He said, greater than Solomon is here. In other words, my gift of discernment is greater than Solomon's gift. Then Jesus said, one day there's going to be, excuse me, a man come whose ministry will be greater than mine. Oh, greater than Jesus. Greater than Jesus. Because Jesus was only a man being used by that light. Moses was only a man being used by that light. All the supernatural stories that you hear the preacher tell you over and over and over, every Sunday it's a story, a story, a story, is produced by that light. But they never bring the light down into humanity and make it a part of our salvation and a part of our experience. Why? Because they rejected the sign. And therefore by rejecting the sign, they couldn't hear the voice Call the message behind the sign telling them that God was here separating the two races of people, wise and foolish, or serpent seed and godly seed. They can't see that. Solomon was the first of the spirit of wisdom revelation. Now remember in Ephesians 1 that we were promised in this end time that the same spirit of wisdom of revelation would come back again and manifest itself in a greater way, fulfilling certain scriptures. So therefore, Hebrews 13, 8, which I just showed you on the film. That was Hebrews 13, 8. The pillar of fire, standing before people, making himself known by the discerning of the heart and the secrets of the heart. Only God can do that. I've seen men try to copy it. I've seen the chrismatics today try to copy it. i see Matthew 24, 24. They got gifts of psychology and they can copy this mental faith and intellectual faith to a degree. But they can't copy that discerning of the hearts with a thus saith the Lord and vindication behind it. And remember before you have all the multitude of false, you had to have a real first. You can't copy something without a real. You cannot have a false with having a real first. It can't be a counterfeit dollar until there's an original dollar. So there cannot be a counterfeit ministry until the original comes and then it's rejected. So we find here that Jesus said a greater than Solomon is here, which is him. And he says, therefore, a greater than I will come, fulfilling St. John 14, 12. Greater works than this shall he do, because I go to my Father. So therefore, Jesus then was the fullness of the Godhead bodily manifesting and fulfilling Hebrews 4 12, the discerner and thoughts of the heart, which only that light can do. See what's this guy's name on TV? I just watched him two or three weeks ago. He's trying to copy this. Uh, this sign, uh, he he's pretty good at it. He's uh, basically a chiropractor, and he would basically pop things back in, in their back and whatever more, and claim, didn't you feel that? And they said, yeah, because the bone pop, and they said it was healed. So he was trying to copy it, trying to produce Mark 16. Without the revelation of Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ same yesterday and forever. And until you see St. John 14:12, you will never produce Mark 16. I don't know whether I'm getting it across or not. Preach the gospel to every creature. The gospel is today. God is here. And He will do for us exactly what He done in the ministry of William Branham, proving that He was here. Now, how many times did God have to prove His word to you? If I can prove to you that there's supernatural life here besides me, I don't have to prove that to you over and over and over to keep you convinced that it's here. Okay, amen. So let's look at this now. will not keep you too long. So David, if you'll put Hebrews 4.12 up there. It's up there, okay. Hebrews 4.12. Now look at that scripture. I keep pointing to a few essential scriptures. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piece and even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. In other words, it can divide soul and spirit. It can properly place the soul, which is the gene seed of God. And of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's the Logos. The Word of God is the Logos, is that light, that's that pillar of fire that stood there and proved to you that He knew the thoughts and intents of the heart. That should have been enough for the Pentecostal generation to take a rapture. What is the message? God is here. What is the gospel in time evangelism? God is here. Let me read you a quote and see if I can give you a little bit. I got in your notes here. Can you explain what the message is in ten words or less? Now, the advantage of having notes is you already know what I'm going to say before I get to it, and that takes a little kick out of it. But if you didn't have the notes of what I was going to say, you would sit there and go, I hope he doesn't ask me. Because you'd be wondering what answer I'm looking for. Preachers got their little pet things that they won't sound it back to them like a robot. There's no pet answers. There's a revelation and understanding. That should be understood that no matter who talked to you or persuades you, your mind is closed up to anything outside of the presence of Almighty God. He's here. In ten words or less, God is here. That pillar of fire is here, which is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and forever, is here in what the Bible calls the appearing of. Together, a bride together for his son. So the Father is here gathering a bride together to take and present to his son Jesus Christ as a virtuous bride. That's what he's here for. Lost it again. I don't know why we keep losing where the power goes or wherever it goes, but it goes somewhere. I'm going to read you several quotes where Brother Branham, i put it together. The angel came to Brother Branham and said, As John the Baptist forerun the first coming of Christ, so your message will forerun the second coming of Christ. Watch what he said now. As John the Baptist forerun the first coming of Christ, so your message will forerun the second coming of Christ. Now you can take that in two ways. As John the Baptist forerunned the first coming of Christ, which was also the man Jesus, which was also the Logos that come to the river, that said, This is my beloved Son in whom i please pleased to dwell in. So John the Baptist was the forerunner to the pillar of fire with the gift to tell you there's where it lit, that's the man you hear, that's the messenger of the hour. He identified where the pillar of fire was and he identified that by saying it's in that man right there because I heard a voice no one else heard it I heard a voice we know that that voice sounded at the river Ohio River at the baptism where it said "As John the Baptist over on my first coming so shall your message now not the man not the person Your message will forerun my second coming. Your message will forerun my second coming. He also said, I've got a commission. What was Brother Brown's commission? To bring a message to forerun the second coming of Christ. And what was the message? It was a ministry, a commission. And he said, my ministry is to declare... That he is here. My obligation as a fivefold minister, it's hard not to have an opinion of your own. Let's see if I can get this mic to work. This mine's not working at all. with a ministry to preach a message that He is here and I'm only to preach what's on the tape without an opinion of my own, what would you expect me to be preaching to do exactly what the message said do? Preach He is here. That is the message. I'm repeating it over and over Because we bring young ministers in here, and I'm not criticizing one out of them, don't get me wrong. And we have to, 30 years, put men behind this pulpit. And there's not been one yet to preach the message that God Himself is here. They preached God sent a prophet to tell you how to dress. God didn't send a prophet to tell you how to dress. God came down to reveal Himself to you. That's the message. I'm here. Now you won't see me through the church no longer. You won't see me through men. You don't have to come to the pope. You don't have to come to the system. You come to me. I am the Word. I am here. Come to me by the Word of God. And I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. The message is not God was here. I just listened to two leading ministers of the message this past week. One's talking about the pillar of fire. Pillar of fire is my protector. Pillar of fire is my God. Pillar of fire. They don't even understand what the pillar of fire is. Do you believe the presence? Well I believe that God's always been here. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fulfilling of Scripture. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, where God comes down and duplicates to the letter the very ministry of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago repeated through a man. Because Jesus come to reveal the Father. William Branham's ministry was to reveal the Son, which was the Father, here making himself known. How many is following me now? We'll pick up next week that the law of confession in this sign that was presented to us is the law of faith that changed the bodies. I come back from the dead. Changed the bodies of Abraham and Sarah. Amen. What the musicians come we'll We'll close this morning. We'll we'll get the PA set lined up before long. Now, here's what I want you to be looking at, and we've looked at it in different ways. What I'm trying to get across and believe is this. Perfect faith is believing, confessing, and basically coming to an understanding of the very presence of Almighty God here among us. Faith in the unseen. Here's what I'm kind of across. Brother Babs said, I want to speak to you upon a faith. We've covered this. I want to speak to this end time generation upon a faith. And a different type of faith. There's all kinds of faith, but a different type of faith. Perfect faith. Okay, that's mighty hard standard perfect faith. That's broadly understood. He said, that's a great thing. Now faith, we're told in the Bible, that faith cometh by hearing. So if we're going to have perfect faith, someone has got to come with perfect faith to tell us about it. So if God is here, we would have to have someone to stand and tell us that God is here, or you'd never know it. Somebody say, amen, praise God. I believe it I love it I hate it or whatever more this has a response to God's word someone has to declare to you the invisible faith is absolutely seeing the invisible by believing the words that you hear come through the messenger in other words you hear the you see the unseen by hearing the words you see by hearing He said now you cannot be saved without faith. So in other words, you've got to hear something, believe it to be saved. Let's make it simple. You've got to believe in the death, burial and resurrection and the perfect atonement of the blood of Jesus Christ and God raising from the dead for your justification to be saved. Jesus was the answer for sin period. You cannot be saved without faith. So someone has to preach that to you. And faith is something that you have to believe it's there. That really nothing else will declare it's there but faith. If you could watch the rest of that film, and there's other films you could watch. People in the message, we don't believe the presence but if you'd watch about the third one that Brother Bram come to, he turns around and the girl, you see the lady jump. He said, Don't be afraid. That's only his presence standing here. She responded to something there that she couldn't see, but she could feel it. She could sense it. Something told her there was something there besides that man. He said, Now, whatever he tells you, you believe it. What he does, he drifts out of the way, actually, he drifts out of the way constantly. That spirit come and takes his body and talks to the lady. You say, well, that's mediaism. The spirit come and talk to the woman through that body, told her what her name was, what she was going through, and basically asked her, did she believe? She said, yes. Yeah. said, now you're healed. But if you'll notice before he said that, He said, I take every spirit here under my control. In other words, what you saw was the strong man coming into Satan's kingdom, Satan's Eden, and taking every demon under his control in the name of Jesus Christ. What you saw on that film was the kingdom of God, which is the power of the gospel, coming into visibility before an audience. Hallelujah. And we're privileged to be able to see it through technology and to hear it preached. And we, being true Gentiles, we're going to believe the sign without a sign. In other words, if you said it to be true, You just speak the word and my servant will be healed. See, we are Gentiles. We don't have to see a sign or someone to come and perform a sign. All we need is to take the word and the authority of the one that produced the sign. Who was it that produced that sign? Could only be two forces, Satan or God. Whichever one you say it is determines your destiny. Come on. If you take God's side, I don't care how dark it gets, there's going to be a little light. Come on. And that light will grow and grow and grow until it casts out every devil, every demon, every shadow of darkness that comes into the church in this end time. Where God is, darkness cannot stand. Praise be to God. We can confess that he's here. We can believe that he's here. He is here. But our confession will bring forth an active faith that we'll see the manifestation of that invisible one right here among us. Amen. Let's stand this morning, will you? Praise be to God. Here it is over here. One, two, three. Ooh, glory. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord, for power. Amen. How many believes this morning? It's awful hard to get you to see something through words only. When I was young and energetic, that nerd decided to come on too, I guess. And I've said many times, stupid. Because I was unlearned and did not have enough sense not to believe. When I first started, I heard these scriptures right here. Brother Brown said, God is here, and he showed me what to do. Prayer line after tape, after tape, after tape. Well, I was just gullible enough to believe it. And he said, these signs will follow those that believe what I'm telling you. So I was just young enough and dumb enough to believe it because I didn't have any knowledge of the Scripture. I didn't have any knowledge of doctrines. These men with computers out here, all these. Luke taught me how to use a computer. I couldn't figure it out. With all these young guys, they had computers, and they had this, and they understood the question. I felt like a dumb idiot. But I only knew that what that prophet told me was true. And Dennis was a witness. He's just a kid playing a guitar in Pentecostal churches. And time after time, you would stand before a congregation similar to this. I'd say, you know what? God sent a prophet in this hour. That prophet said, Almighty God is here among us. That spirit can still be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He'll heal the sick. He'll open the blind eyes. He'll cast out devils. I believe that. That's the end time evangelism. And Brother Brown said, if I preach his presence, then these signs shall follow and call a prayer line. And miracle after miracle and discernment after discernment until the preacher said, oh, you're trying to copy Brother Brown. You're trying to copy Brother Brown. I said, who in the world are we supposed to copy? Who are we supposed to copy? John MacArthur? Joyce Myers? Kenneth Copeland, who are we supposed to copy? Not just sit and push a tape and play it. Push the tape on the inside and let it play. Yeah. How many understand? I heard Luke the other day make a statement in a little film clip. I thought, well, that kid, he's still preaching. He was overseas somewhere, but he made a good statement. He said, you know what, I believe in playing tapes. You know, they're pushing tapes now. He said, I got this sickness. And they, you know, if you've ever been around black people, they they are very emotional. They ask questions. They talk. They shout. They run around, walk around. They do everything while you're preaching. He said, I've got a disease. Yeah, how many knows what it is? He said, I got a tapeworm. I thought only Luke could come up with that. I got a tapeworm and I had to feed it every day. So I feed it tape after tape after tape, and they must have been a tape church, because then they begin to scream and holler, and praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God. I'm beginning to believe that I can go back and just say, well, let's push a tape, and everybody starts start screaming and hollering. But that's not my ministry. My ministry is trying to convince you that this Bible has become alive, and where we're at in scriptures is right before the resurrection of the dead bodies and the change of my body to immortality. We are there. There will never be another sign given. We've seen our last sign. When is it going to move us into active faith and act like we are the sons and daughters of God and that God Himself is here? That's the question. Go all the way back over in your tape. I'm gonna read the end time now close. Brother Bram said the trouble with the church. Now, how many knows that we're not church? Our name has been changed from church to bride. Now, your name is not changed from church to bride unless you have received the sign and the voice of the sign. The voice of the sign says, I am here. Go preach that. And these signs shall follow the gospel of the presence of the Almighty God. The trouble with the church today? We can conquer every disease. David's the last quote in the notes if you have it there. It's the last, very last quote. We'll get we can conquer every disease. That's quite a statement. He said we. Now was he speaking of him in the pillar of fire or was he speaking to us as believers? He's talking now in light of the believers under Mark 16. you got to get under your authority. We're under Mark 16. We're not Hebrews 13.8. We're not St. John 14.12. We are Mark 16. All right. We got the power in us. He said, we're waiting on the power. I'm not waiting on the power. The power is in us. He said, how is that true? The power is the gospel of Jesus Christ being the same yesterday, today, and forever, because the gospel is the power of God unto deliverance or the salvation of our souls. So we have the power in us. That's the gospel of Christ. We are sons and daughters of God. Not going to be. You are now. Come on. If God stood here, and you knew it was God, let's just just be carnal. Here's a man with long hair down here. He comes with a robe. He's got a glow around him. And you say, that's Jesus Christ. I know that's him. He's standing here. And he said, I come this morning to tell you that you are sons and daughters of God. What would your response be? What does a crow act like? A crow. What does a goat act like? A goat. But but, but, but what does a sheep act like? Follows the shepherd. What does a believer act like? Be it unto me according to your word. Well, if I confess that I'm a believer, I'm supposed to do these great things. No. Confess that you are a believer and great things will be around you. They will follow you. You'll prosper. You'll be in health. You'll be an agent of God. Good things will happen. Watch what we said. Nothing can stand before us. This is the truth. Do you realize not one demon out of hell can stand before the faith that God is here? Not one demon. He said, now watch. Nothing can stand before us. The only thing, he wants to find somebody who will believe it. Can he find that somebody here this morning? My question is, can he find somebody? Can he, Lord, can, I, can you find somebody here this morning? Can I believe this? Can I believe it? Am I that believer? See, Who will believe what God's already done for you. Not we will be, we are now. And the ever-living presence of the Spirit, that's the perusia of Christ, is with us, amen. You say, that's awful simple. What are we going to preach next Sunday? God is here. Well, I've already heard that. What are we going to preach next week or the week after? God is here. Well, what am I going to go out and tell the people as my testimony? God is here what is that going to do for me everything that God does when he's present or you believe that he's here there's not one demon of darkness can stand in the presence of a confession that God is here and you believe it amen let's sing that song take up your cross let me please the Lord this morning Oh, take up your cross.